Welcome to the Omnis Investment Club podcast. This podcast is for information only and is not intended to be investment or financial advice. If you have any questions, please contact your financial advisor. Hello and welcome to the Omnis Investment Club podcast. I'm Rohit Raswani from Omnis Investments and here to take you through what happened in markets last week. First up, the US, where stocks fell slightly as investors tried to gauge the scale of the economic slowdown. Investors kept a close eye on earnings reports from some prominent retailers and what they indicated about a potential economic slowdown. Shares of retailer Target fell sharply after the company reported flagging discretionary spending in recent weeks, but better-than-expected results from Walmart and some other retailers offered a more positive picture. On the economic side, data was mixed as well. Retail sales, excluding the auto segment, was up in October, but industrial production fell. We saw some encouraging inflation data. Core producer prices, so so this is the selling price of goods and services sold by producers, excluding food and energy. Well, in October, the prices were flat. They stayed flat for the first time in two years. Signs that inflation is falling could mean that the central bank raises interest rates more slowly from here. Now, as investors, we often look at bond markets. And without trying to get too technical here, there is an indicator in the bond markets called the yield curve, which shows the yields of government bonds that mature on different years. Yes, I realise that's, that's pretty technical already. Anyway, why, why am I talking about this? Well, we often look at the difference between the yield between a bond maturing in two years compared to a bond maturing in 10 years. And if the difference between the two is negative, and by this I mean that the 10-year bond has a lower yield than the two-year yield, we we refer this as the yield curve inverting. And an inverted yield curve has historically served as an indicator of a coming recession. Well, the curve has now become the most inverted in 40 years, which is basically saying that we are headed into recession in the U.S., Over to Japan next, where equity markets fell over the week, with the Nikkei 225 index declining 1.3%. Inflation rose to a 40-year high, putting pressure on the Bank of Japan, which nonetheless remains committed to its low interest rate policy stance. The Japanese economy unexpectedly contracted in the third quarter of the year, which also weighed on investor sentiment. The country continued to struggle to regain momentum following the coronavirus pandemic, with concerns about a global economic slowdown posing a further challenge. However, growing private sector demand, the continued reopening of the domestic economy and the government's stimulus measures should support a gradual pickup in economic growth. Over in China, stocks were modestly positive, with the CSI 300 rising to 0.35% over the week. Investors appeared to balance enthusiasm over easing COVID restrictions against the worries about rising cases. While the breakout remained very widespread, China's National Health Commission announced that it was stopping mass testing in districts not at risk of community transmission. The commission also announced plans to create new COVID-focused treatment centres, providing further evidence that the government was backing away from its zero-COVID policy, despite official statements to the contrary. The impact of zero-COVID and the troubled housing sector on the consumer was evident in the October retail sales report, which showed a sharp decline in nearly all categories. 
However, investors appeared to remain hopeful about recently announced support measures for the property sector. In political developments, a three-hour meeting over the preceding weekend between US President Joe Biden and Chinese President Xi Jinping appeared to boost investor sentiment on hopes of cooling tensions. Over to Europe, where shares rose during the week, with the Eurostox 50 up 1.46%. The president of the European Central Bank, Christine Lagarde, said interest rates need to rise more as they seek to fight inflation. This meant that yields on European government bonds rose. And when yields rise, the prices of bonds fall. On the flip side, investors became less pessimistic, perhaps, for the second month in a row, on hopes that inflation could soon slow. And finally, wrapping up with the UK, where the FTSE 100 ended the week up 0.9%. Of course, all eyes last week were on the UK autumn statement, after a few months of political and fiscal instability. Chancellor of the Exchequer, Jeremy Hunt, unveiled tax increases, spending cuts and new fiscal rules with an eye toward repairing the public finances and restoring Britain's credibility on the global stage. To plug a fiscal hole of £55 billion, the government will raise taxes by £25 billion and cut spending by £30 billion by 2027-2028. Now, much of a painful squeeze on public spending is slated to occur after the next general election in 2024, so some argue that these may or may not actually happen. The economic forecast of the Office for Budget Responsibility accompanying the statement suggested that the UK is already in a recession and that the economy would shrink 1.4% next year, the sharpest contraction in Europe. The Office for Budget Responsibility also projected that living standards would suffer a record decline. In other news, inflation in the UK accelerated more than expected and hit a 41-year high of 11.1% in October. Sharp increases in energy bills and food prices were the primary drivers. That's it from me today. Overall, It was a fairly mixed week for markets, uh, with the US and Japan down and other markets up. The trends continue to be the same, a focus on economic growth, or I guess in in most countries, economic slowdown, and the path towards interest rates and where they they will head from, from here. Of course, in the US, all eyes were on last week's tax rises and spending cuts. I'll wrap it up there today, but as always, I'll be back for more next week. Till then... This podcast has been brought to you by Omnis Investments, authorised and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority.